Hello there, lads and ladettes. You are with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Live and Tavita Loca. The buy round. Round 13, the buy round in the NRL. It's always an exciting time for uh, super coaches um, because it's sort of, you know, we always say it sorts out the, the men from the boys or the, the ladies from the, I don't know, the girls, you know, and um, it really sort of sorts us out on the, how, where we stand for the year. The people who set up for the buys really well, um, keep trades, you know, it's all, it's, it's actually like a, a thing about, um, you know, the round 13 and the round 17 put together. A lot of people break that down into total numbers, like 25 playing over those two rounds. Um, but you can really sort of see the people that planned, knew which one was the stronger buy than the other, who got the right numbers in, who has managed to save trades, um, who, and obviously just playing the game like everyone else, uh, whether you made the right um, choices, the right players to, to pick in your team for the buy, um, whether it was quantity and you know, over quality or quality over over quantity. The people who this week, for instance, and we'll get into that later, but who, who just you know, took a punt and went dufty. And I know people that have put the VC on him for a 160 with, with pre-updates. I mean, that's like half of everyone's score. You know, we'll get into par as well. But I mean, that's just, you know, a bit of luck, but also just a, you've got to take a punt sometimes in these buy rounds. But uh, look, I, I think that if you set up the buy as well, even if it's something like the dufty captain has happened, I mean, I think it's only 1% owned. Um, and you know, someone like Gutho today who had a great, he got a hundred and he was probably captain fairly high in there as well. Um, you know, I mean, if you land uh, par and you, you don't lose any spots, you get a couple of green arrows. I think you've done your buy, you know, pretty well. If you've managed to save some trades and you got a few people for 17, you sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress and your, your season's on track. So let's get into this round, you know, the, the buy round, um, what do I think? I think par for this round is going to be about 800. Um, now, I do see a lot of 600 scores as well, but I think I see a lot in the 800s. I think maybe it could be like 775 to sort of 800 being par. So um, that's that's what I think is par for this week. It's not a, a big 1,000 week, although some people will have, have got over there. Those are people like you don't even care really they just they'll run 17 in the buy um so i finished on 853 for the round um i think i'll see some green arrows with that maybe a couple uh, and I'm, I'm mildly happy with the score um i did have a lot of things that sort of didn't go superb for me for the round um and i'm, I'm really just happy with the 853 to be quite honest it has me winning nine out of my ten um leagues uh, and you know, because of how, how good are they? They got half the games, Fox sports lab, half the games this week, and they haven't done one single update, not even the Thursday game before the end of the Friday of uh, the Sunday uh, afternoon game, one game a day, no updates R really good. But you know, as it stands, um, I'm on nine out of 10. So that makes me think that I've had a fairly good week. Um, I had 15, uh, in the buy, um, but I mean, the way I was counting it, I, I sort of really had a legitimate maybe 13. To some of my players that were not going to be superstars were Bloor, you know, who's getting limited time. He, he bung out a 23 this week, which I, I really sort of expected. Um, 
and you know, I had Lee New and Utikamano. Lee New really underperformed this week for what we all thought. You know, he was starting. We thought he'd go out and rip heads and, and have a really good game. He's a really a great up-and-coming uh, front row, but I didn't really expect anything more than 40 maybe from him. Uh, he finished on a 30, which is a bit low, and I didn't think that he showed much actually on the field at all. Uh, and the other one that I carried in, which I really, he wasn't even in the first grade team, but Utikamano looked fantastic out there, and he was out of the three that I wasn't expecting much of in my 15 for, for numbers. Uh, Utikamano just outstanding. Got a pie, I think, and, and 68, and, and he, he, he looked really good out there. I think he might even stay in the team now. Uh, you know, if I'm looking at it, he looked really dynamic out there. He seemed to offer him something, and they... They skittled Penrith in there. So um, that was the one bonus that came out of of um, the three sort of iffy ones that I had. But some, I've got had some proven performers or some people that I was expecting a heck of a lot more points from this round that just had absolute bloody shockers. Let's rattle them off. David Nofaluma, 23 points. And, I mean, David's not a finishing the year. Uh, Nofo, he's not a finish the year um, center wing. I'm going to be looking to flip him. I was sort of deciding between him and Laurie who I'd flip, but I just think there's more opportunities being able to play both sides of the field and even just run back meters. And, and uh, you know, with Laurie, I think he's growing and getting sort of used to first grade and, and, and better as the weeks go on. Whereas Nofo, outside of that um, Tommy Talao, it just, it's, you know, it's it's when it's rocks or diamonds. His diamonds now is sixty points, and the rocks are these twenties. And I don't know if you can hold him. And so that really, you know, twenty three was a kick in the teeth for Nofo. I was sort of expecting sixty to a hundred from him. You know, or, or at least a sixty points. Um, other bad scores were Olam. He's had this is his third twenty in a row. I think with Hines in the team, they don't seem to go that side as much, and there's not much on offer out there. Uh, and Olam, he's like right at the top of my list, you know, to flick across to a, you know, a Ramian or a Alex Johnson or something to get ready for 17. And Olam was someone who he's bleeding now, big time, and it's it's points and dollars, and he was it was a waste of time holding him into this buy. It's been really disappointing, three twenties in a row. Um, so, you know, two of my center wing people that, you know, Olam was a pod and Nofaluma, a proven gun, 20, you know, 50 points total between the two players, really disappointing. And that, so, you know, I think there's probably 80 points there, you know, I could be in the 900. So they were the real letdowns for, for me in, in the round. And there were some that were probably expected to be outstanding that just did okay. We'll cover that when we go into the scores and the scorers for the week um but you know 8.53 and i've got nine out of ten on my leagues i think i'm gonna see some green arrows i think um you know the 15 you know with just some people i started with i just ha- i happened to hold on to lean you and who took and that so you know um now it's all about 17 everyone that i'm gonna start bringing in is going to be 17 finishes people that i'm happy to bring in that i think i'll hold for the rest of the year they're going to be my priorities which will be like Tohu, you know, even though they're not going to really play round 17, but David Fafita is going to be a priority for me and Grant uh, in the hooker position. So I'm going to be bringing in people now that are going to finish the year for me. If they're round 17s, it's a bonus, and I will probably make 
priorities in there but as soon as the price is right on people like david fafita and grant i'll be bringing them in so well we start building towards 17 um we'll go in next to um the turbos hammies cup and how i've done in that the turbos hammies cup if you're not aware of what it is it's a uh podcasters league uh we have a facebook uh group on there and you'll you'll hear a lot of the podcasters out, uh, you know, mentioning, <laughs> you know, the Turbo's Hammies Cup. It's got a lot of um, podcasters out there. We've got the SC Playbook guys, the Searching for Corey Parker um, podcast. We've got the Super Coach Champions, the NRL SC All Stars, um, the Points Per Minute. You got uh, the Cowboy in there. All the Super Coach Experience boys are in there. BJ on Game Day. Uh, are in there, uh, Supercoach 360's in there, The Whisperer is in there, and yours truly in there, a um, lot of uh, prior winners, and, and some really astute coaches, it's a really hotly fought um, comp, and a lot of banter in there, we've got profiles on, you know, the players that have been going up, and um, get in there and have a look, um, whenever you get a chance, it's it's a really good league, it was created by Kando f- from the BJ and Grand Day and myself, and we've we've brought in all of these podcasters, and looks like we're going to be around for many years to come, hopefully. So anyway, this week I had Mike from the from the Super Coach Experience. Last week I had uh, oh no, last week I had Mike, didn't I? This week I have uh, Jake, Jake from the Super Coach Experience. So Mikey last week, Jake this week, and I've I've thrown a sausage to Jake as well. Um, I'm on 853, Jake on 749, so I'm going to get him by 100 points. Look, I had 15 in the buy, he had 13. Um, So, you know, it was always looking pretty good for me for the head-to-head in there. In the buy round, you know, my only goal is just to not see red arrows, you know, and maybe make my way up the ladder a bit. Um, And look, he didn't have the players. He looks like he's offloaded, um, you know, some of the light lighter scorers that I had, you know, like Blory, he doesn't have a Blore, um, he, he, he kept Lenu but got rid of Utikamano, which probably wouldn't have been an ideal for this week, at least, um, and yeah, I mean, we came down to the last, um, game, he was up by 10 points, and it was his Bradman Best, who was a, looked like a really good buy into this, um, into this round 13, uh, against my Gutho and RCG, so I felt fairly confident that RCG and Gutho would make up the 10 points on Bradman Best, unless he had a roar of a game, uh, and yeah, commiserations off to Jake, good bloke, really good, uh, had a bit of a dusty old year at times, but um, he's finished with 749, I think he might be just slightly under par for him, he put the VC on Pangai, TPJ, I thought that was really, you know, interesting because TPJ, when he gets a try, he can go up 100 points. Uh, he finished on 57, which is obviously not loopable. And I kind of actually did the same thing as well. I mean, I was always going to VC Hines into a Gutho captain, but I knew that that was what most people were going to do. And I sort of thought, well, look, you know, I always have a crack at um, getting an advantage if, if I do something a bit more potish. So I VC'd Burton, who got a 58. So we both sort of got the same out of our VC. So... It came down to both of us captaining Hines. We both captained Hines. Um, yeah, so Jake, he got the lean you with me. He got a 9 off Staines. That's got a sting. 27 off Bradman Best. So, you know, a few things there that uh, it didn't go well for him. And um, I'm going to get back-to-back wins in the old Turbo Sammies against the, the SC Experience guys. So, you know, 
It's good. Um, so yeah, as you know, I, I VC'd Burton, I Captain Hines. Hines with 71. I don't know if he's going to update. I think 71 might be. He might get a couple of points. And, you know, we know that Gutho went out and tunned up. But, look, Gutho was on 81 points at halftime. It could have been 150 game. But he only finished 103. We'll get into the scoring. I think Gutho is definitely going to go up. I think he was ripped off. Um, I think Gutho is going to go up in points. I think he might go up 15, maybe to 120 points. And, you know, if Hines can go up a 10 point or whatever, you know, it's not going to hurt too much, the difference between Hines and Gutho. So I was hoping for the big 150 from Hines, but a 71, which, you know, he didn't have the best game in the world. And at a point, I thought I might have been struggling for 40 or 50 points, but I'll take 71 in this pie round, you know, like there it's, it's, oh, you know, not ideal to, to go lower than that. So I'll take this, I'll take the 71. Hopefully he holds at least or maybe goes up a smidge. But um, I, I had Gutho in my team. I just didn't captain him. I didn't have a lot of faith in him. But, um, you know, he had a good game today. In the first half, anyway. He was a bit quieter for points anyway, super coach wise in the second half. It's, all right. So <clears throat> the talking points for the week for me are going to start with one Dufty. And big hearts out to Dufty. I mean, how outstanding did he go? He had a ripper of a game, 160 pre-updates, and he doesn't even have a club to go to um, next year. He, he, If you brought him in and you just, you know, a lot of people were trading out to Desco, um, and, uh, you know, you think that uh, uh, Gutho was the, the top target, but, I mean, there was people that went in and took um, took a punt on Dufty, and, and he's, he's cracked out of 170 outstanding score and you know you got him if you've if you've vc'd him there's 320 to other people that were getting like once you know 140 for me from Hines or 200 from gutho as a captain score so well done i just think it's it's the top score of the round if you were astute enough to bring him in mate fucking hell you're a champion you know i just want to give you a big you know i'm gonna fist bump you guys you, you've done a sensational job um, Gutho is also a talking point for me. 103, looked really good today. I, w- I really, you know, like, Gutho can go and do that. He'll score 81 at, um, you know, half time. You just want him to go on for a 150, you know? 103. Um, when we go into, uh, point three, we'll talk about why I think Gutho will go up. But I think, look, you get a ton in the buy on your captain. You know, that's a tick. That's a tick. Um... For the next highest sort of captains out there would have been Heinz, um, who was my captain for a 71. So in the captain's game, Dufty is totally unexpected. But even in the Gutho versus um, Heinz, you, you get a 60-point swing there. So well done to you guys who uh, got got the Gutho C. I mean, he think, I think he would. a lot of people would have VC... Hines into Gutho, and, and so that's well done. And point two is the updates. I mean, it's fu- it's fucking disgraceful, mate. Like, honestly, you got half the games, you got one game a day, and not only do they not, do, even if they just went at the normal update speed, it'd be okay. They go slower than they normally go. <laughs> so where all the games are completed and not one game is updated. Now, mate, I, I hate to be this 
person, but the AFL super coach, which I play because I'm in some cashies and they just invited me in, so I, I do an AFL team, but I stink at it, by the way. Um, but, you know, their games update half an hour after the game, and the, the lockout is over, you know, hours, an hour after the, or the, the completion of the last game. They're so quick, and boom, it's all open again on the, on the night of the last round. Now, who's doing the scoring for AFL Supercoach? I don't know, but we go into a buy round just like them. None of our games are updated. And, you know, like the AFL Supercoach, man, take some lessons off how they do it. NRL Supercoach. And, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, here we just get one update and all the scores update and then lockout happens tonight. Beautiful. Good. I'll take that. But... I don't understand why they can't update it quicker when there's less games, for one. And two, I don't. we're still sitting here and nothing's been updated. Half an hour for the AFL games and they're updated. You know? <laughs> Not to mention other issues I have with it, with the favoritism, the celebrity scoring and how they... We're going to cover a couple of things that I think were howlers in the scoring. But, you know, it's, it's inferior. It's, it's way inferior. The scoring in NRL Supercoach compared to AFL Supercoach. Um, point three. Um, in the um, Penrith v. Uh, Tigers game, they gave the um, try assist to two players. Now, I know that they have, can do that, but they haven't done that all year. It's always gone only directly to the kicker. Um, now Dewey is a celebrity scored player. He's got an outstanding, got scores this year, you know, and he got the try assist as well as the kicker. I don't know who the kicker was. Uh, maybe it was Brooks. I don't know, but he, he got the try assist. Moses Embai, maybe. Yeah. So how, how did two people get the try assist there? He, he, he didn't catch it and then pass it. He, he just tapped back. They haven't given a tap back to anyone all year, but they watched that live and make a, the first call of the year to give a, a try assist to the tap back or the, the person who is not the kicker. Mate, that's dodgy. And then you need to take that try assist off the, the tap back because we're, we're 13 rounds in and they've not given one single tap back this year. Not one single tap back. It wasn't even a good tap back. It was an ugly old fluky tap back it wasn't a try assist in any way shape or form double try assist for the kicker and tap back no times in the year and oh shock horror De- you know dewey who's a celebrity player gets a the first one of the year get rid of it it's tap back mate if, if there's a kick that goes up and the player takes a great catch gets back down to the ground on his feet and then does a cutout pass to someone yeah sure and that, that rolls, goes over the line. Maybe that, that, that would be the logical reason that you would say try assist to both kicker and the, the, the catcher. But for that tap back, no, 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 no. No good. Dewey's got to lose that try assist. He has to. If it just if, oh, When I saw it go in, I just couldn't believe it. Um, from today's game, the Maddo flick pass for the try to Dunster went to Marnie. For the try assist and only a try contribution to Maddo, mate, that flick pass is the try is the try assist, and and try contribution ain't cutting it. Sorry, try contribution to Marnie and in the try assist to 
Tomato for the flick, and in turn giving the try assist for the offload to Wonga Blake, and, and Gutho double pumps it and then flicks it out to the winger Sivo for the try. That's a try assist, in my view. You know, I could that one more than the other one. The 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 flick pass from Mato is a try assist every day of the week. But you know, I understand a good offload. It was an ugly ass offload. And, and Gutho created that try. He, he double pumped. He got them off their feet and then f- f- got the pass out. The whip, the whip whipped out the pass to, to Sivo for the try. That's a try assist. It uh, looked like a try assist to Gutho to me. And, mate, that's Maddo's try assist. Fuck, Mah- Marnie. Get out of here. Uh, now the news to come out of the, the buy round. I don't know if Marnie stayed on. I was in and out of the room. But he looked like he might have hurt his pack. Maybe it was just a burner. I don't know. But I just noticed that and just put it on as a point um, to to mention. A lot of people would have thought of bringing him in, um, you know, as a round 13 play. And that, that might have been the person they wanted to pair, you know, with a grant or whatever for finishing the year. So it'd be a spew if he, he went out with a pack uh, injury. But um, I th- think, I don't know if he stayed on and played, you know. Um, yeah, but I just noticed that. Being a buy round, you know, my good scores, you know, and the bad scores, and even I've got a new category being the medium scores, the okay scores, because in a buy round, traditionally I will loop a lower score. Um, it's a free loop and you don't, you kind of, you know, you don't take the risks in a, in a buy round with, with less numbers. It's, it's the same with scores in a, in a um, buy round. I will say, oh, oh, that's okay. I'll take that score from players. That ordinarily, I'd be like, wow, that's way down. Because in a buy round, you just you want to miss the howlers, the bad scores. And I've got some players in there that are way underperformed on what you think they'd get and were real letdowns. But let's start with the good scores. Um, we all know Dufty had an outstanding game, 160. He is going to be the top scorer of the buy round. He was outstanding. Um, Willie up down. I don't know. He was in so much. You know, imagine if he went up to 180 or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they missed. He got a lot. He got most of what you think he would have got. But uh, Josh Kerr got a 96. And just quietly, he's been banging out pretty good scores. I know a few people that brought him in. And they brought him in as a, you know, for the round 13. He could be a nice upgrade to, you know, an AFB or a. Or Taki Hart. I mean, I don't even know if it would be an upgrade. I don't know what his price is. Um, Jack Bird had a good game. Was involved in quite a bit. Got an 89. A lot of people that brought uh, Jack Bird in. Jake, who I was up against in the uh, Turbo's Hammies Cup, um, brought in Bird. And he was off to a ripping start. 89. Great great score for Bird. He looked really good out there. Um, Hunt, 69. We, we talked about, you know, a downgrade option and I thought Hunt was a fair option once I knew that he wasn't uh, in origin and he bung out a, a, a 69 I think that was a good score in the buy you know like he, if he updates in the 70s you can't complain about that you know people who've held little just because they're just like oh I'll hold the prick you know and he he, he got that try where he he outrun the Ferrari so what does that make him he's the he's a he's the bloody rocket let's call him little the the rocket you know, he, he, he outran Staines for that length of the field. Try 86, which is a really good score. Um, 
I put Yuta Kamano in there because 68 from somebody who wasn't even in first grade and came in and even didn't get superb minutes in the game, but got 68. I mean, that was a huge, you know, um, you know, oh, it was a great, great win, you know, a surprise. Uh, I've got Lucy in there because he got a 64. I think he might update a smidge if I'm just looking at his game. And, you know, like at the price point, he was a, you know, I nearly went, um, because, you know, I had Martin sitting on the sidelines ready for uh, around 13, and then he goes into Origin. So, you know, I was tempted to go to Lucy. I, I saved trades this week. Actually, I should have mentioned that. I, I've saved three trades now, saved one last week, and I didn't trade at all this week. I had my 15. I didn't want to bring in any more, but I was tempted because I was going to have um, Martin, and I didn't have him, and I could have just gone straight across to Lucy once he got off that charge. And, you know, the 64 is a pretty good score, I think. Um other scores in there that I think were good was obviously Gutho. I think a lot of people would have captained him with his 103. Um, the Cheese got a 77. He's been a good little buy for people that brought him in. You know, like Melbourne's had a lot of injury troubles. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, it does if Grant backs up and that. I just think the way Cheese is playing, you just keep holding him until the time's right. And, you know, that you need to sell him. Madigan 85 today, I think he should, that TC should be a, T, a, a try assist. He should be in the 90s, I think. But I'll take 85 if it, if that's the way it is. The Gidley, he did the Gidley flick pass. And they give it to Marnie. I mean, I don't know, mate. But anyway, 85 is good. Sivo, I mean, Sivo is a bloody yo-yo. But, you know, you've got Sivo and you've got Staines and Sivo... You know, in the right matchups, he does. He goes big, mate. He can go big, and I would much prefer a Sevo to a Staines because Staines, you know, he, he doesn't bust tackles like Sevo does, and he doesn't can't barge over for tries. He, you know, Staines has got speed, but he couldn't even run down bloody little. And if you've got Staines, you know what? What did he get in this round? We'll get to him in the bad scores, but he's a fucking sell. He's hopeless, dead set, hopeless. Top score of 80 when he scores three tries, you know, but otherwise it's 10s and 20s. It's terrible. Um, but great score from Sivo. Uh, uh, Mining got a 77. I mean, I was tempted to, you know, when I, I was like, could I just make one trade? I can, and I can bring down Watson, you know, to 5.8 for Schuster and I could put Marnie in there, you know, to finish the year off with, you know, potentially Grant. Um I didn't do it, but I think 77 is a good score for him. Um, the Peach got a 66. I know some people had bought the Peach a little while ago, and they'd, they might have held him, uh, you know, he got suspended for two games, but he came out and got a 66. He didn't actually get heaps of minutes either, I don't think. He, you know, but he, he banged out a 66, which I think might have been, you know, good. I mean, you got, in this round, 66 is valuable, you know. Um, in my okay scores for the week, so those are my goods. If you've got any of those players in the week, you you'll be happy. Those are the scores you'd like in the um buy round. Now my okay scores, I put Hines in there because you know he was my captain, and in the fullback position, seventy one is unders in my view. You know, I think the matchup was good for them, and I think he was a little quiet. You know, signed the old contract. You know, got that locked away for. The Sharks, and then he just had a bit of a quiet one out there, you know, for Melbourne. They didn't look too good out there, you know, and I, I thought he looked, I mean, I was just happy that he got to 71, but that's just okay, you know. Um, 
Dewey got a 55. I, I rule. I had my fears of, of Dewey not, you know, if he doesn't crash over for them tries in the centre wing, you know. But 55 is okay. You wouldn't be too upset about it. Um, Brooks got a 56. He was a downgrade target if you... You know, you wanted to bring in someone cheap for the buy. I don't know if you did, but he, he's been averaging pretty well in recent times. 56, not superb, but it's okay. TPJ was a bit of a letdown for me. What did he get? 57. Um, you know, Jake put the VC on him. I could totally understand why, because, you know, in, in the matchup wasn't a hard one, really, for TPJ. He just didn't look too interested out there for me. Um, 57, so... You know, I think he's left 20 points out on the field. You know, he should have got. Um, IPAP, he got an early shower. You know, like, I've got in the OK or in the... Sh- is it in the shit scores or in the OK? I've got RCG in the OK scores, the big moustache. And give me the shits, I can't wait to sell him. But he got a 43. And at the price point between him and IPAP, seven points you know so ipaps okay and it's a bit of a disappointment people would have been some people would have captained him just for safety thinking you know 80 90 but he's got 50 and i think that's under so it could be say say low really for what he's done all year but a 50 you know lodge i put him in there should have put him up higher because you know in the front row at his price point 64 is a good score but you know yeah anything above 60 i think is a good score in the front row flegler he got a 51, I think, at the price point is is pretty good. My VC was Burton, 58. He was pretty quiet, and that's with a try. Like, I'm, I think Burton to SJ is on the cards or something for me. I mean, Burton did the job for me, and, you know, if he goes to 60, 60 in the buy round for someone that you brought in a few weeks ago, you know, I got some good scores out of him, and, and up he went up in price. I don't think it was a failed um, buy, but, I mean, he's going to go back to the centres. I think he, you know, even we'll see who backs up, you know. He may not be one for me for this week, you know, but he's definitely on the chopping block. Um, JFH got a 54. A bit low for, you know, over 60 for the front row. Really Army kick out got a 50. That's only okay. But, I mean, he was in the $300 price-wise, 300 k So, you know, how are you going to complain about that? And I had RCG in there. With a with a forty three today, he did get limited minutes. He sort of like went off at like half t- before half time. After twenty minutes, he was on twenty seven points, and then he came back on over the last thirteen or so minutes. I think because they were flogging him, you know, um, he got less minutes. It seemed Brayley with a forty four uh, today and the last couple of weeks is just you know it's really confirmed for me that Brayley is not a carry home person in the in the hooker position. He seems to, he's not even, you know, you, you, you used to have Bradley could get 50 in tackles alone, you know? He's the captain of the Knights. He was on the field for the whole day and he got 44. I think he's slipping, you know, like uh, 44 today. And, and in recent weeks, he's gone no better than that. Let's have a look at him. Just because I think a lot of people were like, oh, just bring in Grant. I got Grant and Watson, you know, but... You're getting 40s off, off Braley lately. Let's have a look what his last few scores have been. We've got him for a three-round average of 58, five-round average of 65, so he's slipping. I mean, he's good for a, you know, round 11, 44, round, round 12, 58, and then today he's got 44. You know, before that he was doing a heck of a lot better. I don't know. I just 
last couple of weeks it's been bad. He's starting to lose money. So I don't know. I think uh, Cook will be at a great price, you know, post-Origin. I don't know, maybe if I just, you know, hold Braley. He's not going to lose heaps of money. His break-even was 97 today, so he'll lose some money. Maybe 30k. But I don't think he's going to finish the year. I just don't. 44 today. Not very good from him. Not, 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 you know. Hookers have got to get 70. You know, 70 if you want from hookers. Um, Barnett. 43. Barnett has got to become Tohu for me next week. He just doesn't get the minutes. Today he seemed like he got okay minutes. He just wasn't on the field for 60. You know, and the Knights were fucking shit again. You know, like, the Watson started on the bench. And then when he came on, eventually, he stayed on, I think, for the whole game. And Watson, I've got him in the OK scores as well for 52. But they got absolutely rolled. It was their old boys' day. I don't know. It just doesn't look like a good style of football. You know, like, it looks like... Um, O'Brien looks like a coach who got given a book, you know, a... a folder by Craig Bellamy or whatever this is how you coach and he's gone out and all he does is just read the bullet points on that on how to coach he's got no flow he doesn't seem to adapt in any style in coaching of his own you know like in all these coaches have like you know a style even uh North Queensland mate they've had hard times at the start of the year but they you can start to see the style and the way that he coaches in in the way that they play but the Knights don't seem to have any style of play. That's not just, you know, very no frills. And it's like he's just reading off a handbook and he's got no st- flow, you know, and he doesn't seem to know how to run his bench. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, they had a, a good stirring win last week and Watson was carried the team on his back, but he just starts on the bench this week. And you've got your rookie from, you know, or your first game player from North Queensland there and you put man in the halves with him and, you know, it, it just looked shit as, it looked ugly as F, mate. It was shit else. So, anyway, that's all I'll say on that. But Watson, you know, and Barnett, they're not getting the minutes. Watson's an absolute weapon when he's on there. You know, you can always hold Watson in, in hooker and sell Braley, and you'll get 50s out of Watson guaranteed because he can do that in 40 minutes. He's got a great PPM, and he's a live wire, you know. Just get it in attack alone. But uh, in that team, the way that he's using them, you could not run with... I mean, I've got Braley, Barnett, Watson. You can't hold them. You can, you've got to get hold maybe one of them, you know. And at this point in time, maybe it's Watson with his versatility down to 5A. And, you know, Barney's gone to, to Tohu next week. And, you know, Braley's got... You know, he's got a target on him for me to get out. Uh, although Braley, until the last three weeks, has been pretty good. So, hmm... I know, but I mean, Barnett's gone. Barnett's gone. Bunny's gone. The shit scores of the week. Izarko, 18 points from a fullback. He got hooked. <laughs> he had a shocker. A dead set shocker. The poor bloke, you know. Um, I don't know what you do there. He just, it's, it's rocks of diamonds. He can, it's like, you just go, wow, Izarko was awesome. He got 150, like... And he just was cutting him to shreds. But he can't do that. He can do that one in 10 games, you know. 18. Lin Yu, he started at prop, you know. And he seemed to go off the field for a long time. 30 points. 
you know, Liniu and Utikamanu, you've got to try to get him off to someone else, you know, like, the price that Liniu and Utikamanu at, you could go to, you know, Takiyahu, who's at least starting now again in the in the front row, and he's around 17. I mean, that's got to be something that's on your move, you know, like, if you go in the front row, Hass, you know, and TPJ or IPAP or whatever, and you've got a third backup and enough, you know, like, and one of them is Takiyahu starting in in... In the front row, I think that's all right. Well, you know, or maybe Adam Fanua Blake. You know, I, he tempts me. I know. I don't know if I want to go in him straight away because I'd like to see him when he first comes back. I have to see what his be is. But you know, you you got to get rid of Lee New and Utikamano. Bloor, I got to get rid of him. Twenty three. There's no minutes there. You know, like, and you know, if I'm being honest, um, Luke Garner looks pretty good out there. You know, it was a good win by the Tigers and. Uh, I just don't think Bloor's going to get the minutes. And, you know, if I can use Jules and get rid of him down to, you know, Joseph Sawali for round 17. At least, I mean, he's cheaper, you know, and, and uh, I'm not going to keep getting these AE-type scores from Bloor. Uh, no Faluma, 23. You know, that's a real letdown in a buy round. Um, he got so many penalties against him in this game. You know, and, you know, there's issues in defense and, and outside of Tommy Talao, mate, you'll, <laughs> you, you catch a cold out there, mate. You'll catch a dead set cold out on the wing outside of him. And I think he's a candidate for selling. I mean, they come up on a really hard run. I know that towards the end of the year, their run opens up actually pretty good. Um, but the next few games are hard and I don't know if I want to play Nofo. Nofo to Tupo or Ramian, that seems like a pretty good buy and a setup for round um, 17. I mean, I've got someone who I'd rather sell in Olam, who's getting 20s as well. At least Nofo bangs out a 60, you know, 70, whatever, to bump up the average overall. Stain's got a 9. Fucking hell, mate. Like, honestly, the Ferrari... He ain't no Ferrari yet, mate. Like, he's not even... I'll tell you who looks like a Ferrari. Jason Saab, when he gets in the clear. He ain't no Ferrari. Stains is... He's a lightweight, but he's not even burning people for speed. He doesn't seem to be able to break a tackle either. Like, he's so... You know, so slight. I just don't think there's... Stains just... Is, he might become a good... He's in the team on top of the ladder. And I think he's great on the end of their back line to maybe finish off really easy tries where no one puts a hand on him. You know, and if he's in the clear and he gets a 20 meter start, he might be able to outrun people. You know, he's, he's a good, he, he, he can be a good winger in the team, but he's just not super coach friendly. And he'd be someone that I'd be, you know, Olam's on top of the list for me and Simmonson and those type players. But Staines has got to be on the list. Olam, 27, terrible. Moses, is that what I said? Yeah, Mitchell Moses. A lot of people went Mitchell Moses because it's like, who do we downgrade? We can go Hunt and Moses were good options. And Brooks in a LD version of those. Um, but Moses only got a 33 today in a 40-point drubbing or whatever of the Knights, which is a bit of a shit score, if you don't mind. Um, and Best, Bradman Best. Everyone thought that he was going to be a great maybe run home uh, center wing, you know, but 27 today was pretty shit. Oh, hang on, I've got some uh, other okay scores. Uh, Hughes got a 61, which I think is pretty good. I mean, most people were getting Hughes and might have VC'd him, thinking 100. It's probably an okay, yeah, that's an okay score. Uh, and Kelly, far out. If, if Brian Kelly doesn't get some time in Reggie, he's, 
he absolutely hogged and butchered at least two tries that I saw where there was a man completely open, just fall over the line open. The greed of some of these players. Like, you watch these teams where you've got these centers that should be making their wingers look outstanding, but are just, you know, they're ruining the careers of their wingers outside of them just because of the sheer hoggery of it all. It's unbelievable. But he got a good, an okay score of 42. A lot, a lot of people brought him in for the buy round, but 42 is okay. But you need time in Reggie's, mate, because if you can't if you can't do something with the ball put and you've got someone in a better position than you, you've got to pass. You know, like watching Wonga Blake today, he actually had a pretty good game, Wonga. He got, I didn't put him in the scores because nobody's going to own him, surely. But he got early in the 90s or something. He, busting a lot of tackles, but he can't pass. and He doesn't even look to pass. And I don't think... I don't think... Um, I don't think teams are, can win the comp that have centers that will not pass the ball. Momoroski never passed the ball. Crichton never passes the ball. You know, you're not, you know, if Tua wasn't so proactive, he'd, he'd be on getting staying scores. You know, you need centers who can pass the ball and, and, and pass it, you know. And, and anyway, Kelly, hog, real, real hoggery. Um, what are we going to go into next to finish off? I want to talk a little bit about um, strategy. And the focus on my strategy talk is going to be you know, your sort of round 17 plan, you know, and your end of year plan, you know, you, you have now a snapshot once we get the updates and you see where you've gone at the end of this first buy round, you can ask yourself questions, you know, like how many trades have I saved this year? None. You're in trouble, you know, unless you've got seven already for round 17, you know, uh, so if you've saved three, like me, you've got 16 left. How many trades you got left? Because you're going to have to flip your team now for 17. You're going to have to try to bring in these David Fafitas and, you know, Harry Grants. If, you, if you're sitting there on 13 trades left and you went in with 15 or whatever this round, how are you going to do it? You know, like how are you going to, you know, to get your trades, you're going to need at least 10 trades to set up your team for round... 17, you know, probably. So you're going to have three left, you know, at the end of that. Maybe you could hobble your way and get lucky towards, you know, the end of the year. But, um, you know, for me, my answers are I've saved three. I've got 16 trades left. How many do I have for round 17? So far, I'm pretty slim for round 17, if I'm being honest. I've got Cody Walker, who I think is a good player for round 17. I've got Schuster, who I've decided that I'm going to hold now. Because I think he can get a 60-70. In the, and I've got Simonson and Burbo, who I don't know if Burbo is going to stay in the team. And Simonson is an AE nightmare, a complete nightmare. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have heaps, you know. For, I think with my 15 in, in round 13, I only need 10 now for round 17, I think. So that's going to be eight trades to get to my 10, because I think the two quality people that I have are, are Cody Walker and Schuster. So I need eight more to get myself to 10. Um, and, you know, I'm going to also factor in there two non-negotiables that I will take at the opportunity as soon as I can get them, which is David Fafita and Harry Grant. So I've got at least 
eight that I need to set up for round 17 and two additional trades, you know, that are people that I'm 100% that I want to get. I could probably throw Pappenhausen in there, there too because when he eventually comes good, he's got to be, I'm going to go, you know, probably a turbo and, and Pap run home. So I've got three trades. I've, that's 11 of my 16, you know, so I've got five left for the run home after 17. Um, and I think that's okay. I think five... Once you've gone to, through 17 to just flip, you know, maybe a couple or two, two other players that you want to finish your year with and then leave some up your sleeve. But I think I'm in, in good shape. I think I can use my 10 trades, two of which are going to be for feeder and Grant when the time is right. And, you know, I'm going to get myself to 17 numbers i'll have my 25 which is my target numbers for the two rounds i don't know if that you want more and i don't if you had a, a bludger in this round and you've saved trades and you've got 18 left you might be to go 12 or 13 for for round 17 if you can find people that you want to finish the year with but you know with me and having 16 i need 10 trades to get my eight i need for round 17 because i'm going to go with 25 as the total for the two buys I mean, if people just had VC on Dufty in this week, you could have got by with eight if he was your VC and you looped him. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, so, you know, I'm going to use up, you know, and then and, and leave myself six left, you know? So, who are people that are going to be targets for round 17? Um, mine might differ to yours and... You know, it'd be interesting. You know, comment when I post this onto the group and onto Turbo's Hammy's Cup or on SoundCloud or on, uh, what's the other one? Spotify. Give me some names if there's any others that you think I've left off here. Um, number one tr- target for me is going to be Tohu. It's going to be Barnett to Tohu. Um, I want him in because he, he's this kind of player that you can keep for the whole year easily. And he's got to be the target. I mean, I think Walker would be top two as well if you didn't have walker um for the round 17 um but tohu i I want him i think you know it's going to be an angus Crichton, a david fafita and a tohu for me with maybe a Maddo on my bench is going to be my you know they're going to be my finished a year um second rowers probably or maybe not a Maddo. maybe it's a lolo i don't know but if he is getting the minutes you know but Fafita, Crichton, and, and Tohu are going to be where my base of, of what I run home with. Um, I think SJ could be an option for Burton. I, I've only seen one game from him um, where he got maybe 60s or 70s, I think. He looked pretty good to me. Um, he's got a bit of a hard matchup um, next week against Melbourne Storm. They could be resting players, and I don't know whether you go at him, you know, right that game, but... I'm going to make my two trades next week. One of them is going to be Tohu. And if I've got enough money left or need the money, I'll just bring SJ in because he can be a handy backup. You know, you've got Cleary and SJ who's dual. Um, you know, it's he could be, you know, I know his body's failing him as he's, the years have gone on. But sure, he got a 71 in the last round. Next game, he's up against the Storm or the Panthers. The Panthers. And I don't know if they rest Cleary in that and they just got rolled by the Tigers. I don't know how many will back up. I don't know. What's his BE? 86? You could wait a week on, on Sean Johnson. But he's a target for me 
from Burton, you know, I think, and, and I'll bring him in. Maybe next week I do one and two, which is Tohu and SJ. But f- you just got to do it so that the money works, you know, um, because you can't, you know, you could bank dollars to, to, to bring someone in. But if I can just, I've saved a bit of money. If I can do Barnett across and, and, and Burton to, to SJ, who's cheap as chips, isn't he? 502. Um, Ramian is someone who I'm interested in. Ramian... He does love an injury, I know, um, but his scores have been pretty good, and he's tweaked my interest. He's a tackle breaker, you know. He's a bit, um, you know, like a little Fafita-like to me, and and I just, uh, I think someone like an Olam across to him for round seventeen could be good. He got one hundred twenty-four in the last game, so that's going to be his rolling average. Got a break in of forty-six, uh, and he scores for the year. I'll take out the game where he got injured in nine, because that was only 27 minutes. But in his 80-minute games, 40, 64, 88, 70, 124. He's got a year average of 67.2, five round of 72.6, and, a, and three round of 70.3. You know, like he's got the kind, he's got a super coach friendly game when he's on and not injured. So yeah, I know there's a definite risk bringing in those two players, Sean Johnson and Jesse Ramian. But... Sean Johnson a 70. I think he's a fair backup. You could just play him on matchups. I think their run after that looks pretty good, actually. The um, the Sharks. So they've got the tough game against Penrith next week. But then they go into North Queensland, Broncos, Warriors, Raiders, Bulldogs, Manly, New Zealand, Newcastle, West, Broncos. So I think that those are two very good buys. That's why I've got them at two and three. Um, barring next game, you know, they're... Draw is really good. Uh, Lolo, he's the kind of player that you can go to the bank with if he's getting 60 minutes. So I might have a couple of weeks to look at Lolo, you know, because I'm going to be going Tohu and SJ and then maybe Ramian. I could maybe get a week more to look at Lolo's minutes, but he looks like he was getting the minutes. Um, he didn't get a super score last round. Let me have a look and see. All right, so Lolo, he is at 567, which is an absolute bloody bargain for, for Lolo. He's got a break even of 114 as well. So, you know, you don't even necessarily have to go in the next match. He's got Manly, which I think is a probably a fairly... You know, if they're resting Tommy, you know, it could be a fairly good matchup for him. He got Sharks and then Newcastle. Um, minutes, he's the last, he's got minutes have been 71, 64, 60. The scores have been 101, 53, 42. In, in, for Lolo to have 60 minutes and get 42 point per minute of 0.7. And then the week before was a, a lower score as well, 0.8. It's a bit unders for him, you know, but. I don't know. I think the the Cowboys are on the improve. That's a good run. He's got 114. I don't see why you couldn't hold Lolo as your as your as your fourth on the bench. You know, <laughs> with his pedigree, I think it's just a no brainer to me. I think he looks like the minutes. You know, where the 30 minute days are over. It looks like he can do at least, or well, the 40 minutes are over. He's doing 60 minutes. Lot 60 minutes, Lolo. On, on reasonable matchups, you know, I think he's he's a buy. And in the in the round seventeen, you know, Tohu, Walker, you know, Lolo, there's there's some premium play, premium players. You know, you might get a good game out of Ramian and SJ, but you'll get a good score out of Lolo. 
You know, who are they playing in the bye in round 17? Playing Souths. So they'll have a few out, you know, Souths. So, you know, I don't know if that matchup's a superb one. But, I mean, look, he's Lolo. He's got the pedigree and I'm, I'm going to get him. Um, Alex Johnson, he tempts me because he's the kind of person who can go big for you in a buy round. Um, what's his price? He's going to be a target because he's kind of like your, the people who took a punt on Sevo this week because they know he can go big with multiple tries or that's the same people that could go and add O'Carr when the time is right. So Alex Johnson is a target for me. He got 154 in the last game, which is, and he's had 462, 300. So if you're going to bring in Alex Johnson, it's got to be next week, you know, because they play Newcastle. Then the Broncos, then the West Tigers, then North Queensland, then the Bulldogs, then New Zealand, then St. George. You've got to get Alex Johnson next week. I've got to go Oldham to to Alex Johnson or something, or no photo Alex Johnson, and then go Barnett to, to Tohu. I'm going to have to go a week on, on SJ, who's got an ADBE and playing Penrith. You know, that's what you've got to do when you're planning it now. You've got to go and prioritize on BEs, you know. Like, I'll put notes now here on my thing is that, you know, Johnson's got a BE of 80 and he's versing the Panthers, you know. And AJ is versing the Knights and he's got a BE of minus 6, you know. And th- that's the thing. You'll get low scores out of AJ, but he'll over if you get him now and you run him straight from next week into the round 17 i guarantee you that he'll still average out pretty well you know so here he's a yo-yo he's a yo-yo and a half and you may pay him on on matchups but i think most of those matchups in there are probably pretty good for him all right let's just take him from round five 85 against the broncos 26 he got oh yo-yo against the tigers 94 against the gold coast titans 74 against the raiders 21 versus Melbourne. That's not a match. That's a matchup you would never play him in. Um, the Sharks, he got a 50. And then in, against Penrith, he, he, he got a 22. Against Parry, he got a 154. So the general rule is is that if, if they're playing teams that are in the top six, maybe you don't play Alex Johnson. Anything below, he seems to be able to jag at least a try or two, you know, against. And I think he's a great buy. I think in the buy round, he could, he could get you seriously 100 and... That could be the difference, you know? And you don't necessarily... Alex Johnson's not someone that you play in your top four center wing for the year, most likely, but he's someone that you definitely play on matchups. What his reading says there is that against the top, top teams, they cover him. He's a lightweight and, you know, teams that have good defensive systems obviously take care of him, but they've got an electrifying attack Souths, and they find him for tries. And, you know, he's got to be a, you know... I could go sideways from him to Olam to him or, or Nofo to him in the setup for round 17. He, he's a target for me. Uh, another target that I have in there is a Tupu. I'm going to have a couple of people to sell in the center wing. I'm going to have, obviously, I'm going to carry um, To'o till the end. And who else will I carry as a definite that, that is people from round 13? Prob- it's it's Laurie versus um, Nofaluma, but I'll probably... Hold Laurie, you know, he can go bigger. And I just think, especially with the way that their team, there's too many low scores out of Nofo, something never would have said about him before. Because in certain games, he just gets robbed of the ball, you know. 
So Nofaluma and Olam could be sells for me, and Alex Johnson, Tupu, and Ramian could be buyers in, you know? I'm going to have to find a few dollars, but, you know, that'll be my, you know, um, center wings that I'm happy to run home with. I'll have, like, a To'o, a Tupu, an Alex Johnson, a, a Ramian, you know, and uh, a lorry. You know, I think that that's a pretty good makeup for running the end of the year. I mean, obviously, Heinz is in my center wing at the moment. Maybe I sell... You know, I've got Turbo and Gutho there. Maybe Heinz comes down to center wing for me, or maybe I sell him straight across to one of these three options, you know? Um, people who have, like, you know, Trevojevic and, you know, Teddy or or something, you know, they might have to sell, um, you know, sell, because they don't have anyone if, if Turbo's rested next week in fullback. You can't do that too many weeks, you know? So next week, it'll be a bonus for me if Turbo plays, but I've still got Gutho there, and I might have to hold Gutho. And I think Heinz could be a sell soon, you know, because you're going to have those Melbourne players coming back in and then he's going to go back to a bench and you're going to lose all of his value. Heinz is at 877,000 before this game and he got a 28 break even. So he's going to go up to over 900,000. You could use that. I could use that money and take care of my Alex Johnson and my Tupu, and my Ramian, you know, once I sell me other people. So, Heinz is going to be on the chopping block, because he's made his money, and out of the two of them, I wouldn't want to sell Travojevic. I will sell Gutho, but I'm going to just sell Gutho, hopefully, across to Pappenhausen, when the time is right. And the reason why I hold Gutho over Heinz is because you get these players back up, or, you know, in from round, maybe some of them, you know, come back for... You know, around 14. Uh, there is word that Pappenhausen's longer. And he, he might get a few more weeks in fullback. I'd have to just sort of keep my eye out on TLTs. While he's still in there and he's playing fullback, he's certainly a good option. They play Newcastle. Um, well, that's Gutho. And Gutho plays the West Tigers, the Bulldogs, into a Panthers. So I want to get rid of him by 16, you know. But... I'm just going to play it by ear and I'm going to do it. And if I've got to sell someone to make the money, you know, maybe I sell Gutho at the time and then bring Hines down if he's still getting fullback. Um, but, you know, Gutho's worth 660, whereas Hines is worth 877. So that's that's why Hines appeals to me as a sell because he's just money that can make, a, make your team awesome. Anyway, um, those are my targets. So Tohu, SJ, Ramian, Lolo... Alex Johnson, Tupu. I've already got Cody, Walker, and Schuster. <coughs> I've got Fafita and Grant. I'm going to grab them as soon as the time is right because they're going to be my finished a year ones. And, you know, when Fafita backs up or eventually comes back from origin, you know, he's he's going to score. He, he's going to be David Fafita. He's going to get the celebrity scoring. He's going to break crab run and, and break his tackles. And, you know, what is he at? 802. He's got a break even of 116, so maybe you could get a week off if he goes and has a quiet David game. You know, if he backs up after Origin, who's he going to play? The Roosters? And then into Manly? You know, as soon as the time is right, when he's down to a low break even, I'm going to get him and finish the year with him. I'll get him as soon as I can. But he's expensive still, 802. You know, so it's all just a numbers game. As soon as I the time is right for me to get Grant and to get for feeder, I'm going to get him, you know, it's going to be Brayley to Grant, and it's going to be 
whoever I bloody need to. You know, I'll nuff someone out and then add on to one of my second rowers to get him up to David. You know, I've got to get Fafida in. He's officially year. Another name that I had down that could be tempting for me in the front row, because I've got RCG in there. I could flip him across to AFB, who's due back for the Warriors next week. He's a good front rower, AFB, and just, I mean, I don't know about his injury. I don't know what, you know, how, how he's going to come back from that. But he's definitely someone that I've got my eye on, and let's have a look at him um, He at his, at his numbers and see when you need to go. Um, but it's all the indications they're saying is that he's going to be back for next uh, round. So we'll get a game out of him. Let's have a look. Where are you, mate? 505. I can go straight across from um, from the Mustache. I can go from Regan Campbell Gillard straight across to Adam Fanula Blake for the bye. That's I'm gonna. Oh, he's locked in. I'm, I'm ticking him. He's gonna be my ninth, my ninth trade. I'm gonna get AFB in, in my front row, and I'm, he's got to break in 85. So who's his next game? He's got Melbourne in round 14 with an 85 because I don't have to prioritize him right at the top. Then he goes into Newcastle St. George, but he's going to come in. I'm going to get him across from Regan Campbell-Giller to AFB for 17. So there's nine of my 10 trades, you know, that I'm going to use. I just got to find one more name. Maybe it's a CHN, you know, we'll see, but I'm just going to see, you know, in these next rounds, you've got to just be really astute. Each week, you're going to make your two trades. We've got the super buy one as well in in between the round 15 and round 16 so you better do a lot of these moves in there but look at just go and say here are my 10 targets write your 10 targets down whatever you've got for round 17 and just write their bees that are there now currently you know write their bees and who they're up against then you'll get an idea of a priority of who who you should bring in alex johnson you've got to get him he's got a negative break even he's got a 150 in his average you got to get him now. So he's such a huge priority. SJ with a, an 80 and up against the top of the ladder, Penrith, is, falls down a little bit. Um, Tohu is just his gun and he's matchup proof. I want him straight away. And you, you, if you're trading him for someone like Barnett, you know, I'm just going to get somebody in as well. You've got to balance, keep getting your scores because sometimes round 14 can be really tough because players don't back up, you know, like you might be banking on a, you know, this week you ran 13, but you may not get four players back after that are back up after Origin, you know? David Fafita may not back up if you've got him in there. And, you know, you, you may not get, get Toro back. He might They might rest him because, it's you know, he's a young player. And, you know, anyway, but that's my point. So you just got to play the game. I would recommend writing down your 10 targets, their BE and who they're playing. And then, you know, you can start to gauge at what order you've got to bring him in. Because you're going to have a few rounds where you've got to do stuff priority stuff before you get the super trade round in the super trade round make sure that you've got the most money in your kitty to be able to get the people you need you know like next week Heinz will have a big be and you get that 900 value could start to go down but you've got to start to think about that you know the, the trades that i need in the lead up to super trade and then have the most money i can to get my 17 and my run home people in you know you've got to be able to afford for feeder you know, you've got to be able to afford, you know, Grant and, and them, you know. So anyway, just in strategy, I just want to talk about people who I think are targets. Now, I've got enough trades to do that and still have six trades left to finish off the year, which I think is good. 
Um, who are the people that are on my list for top sells? Barnett. And today's score confirms everything. He just doesn't get the minutes in that team. And, you know, it's kind of like in the Raiders, you know, you, you go, oh, I wouldn't want to own any of them. CHN right now at his price is the only one that you probably would want to have. You know, because he gets 80 minutes, you know. And he can do a similar sort of work to Barnett on the field. Probably Barnett's better at it, but he just doesn't get the minutes. Um, RCG, it was a silly bye by me. Look, he got me 40 points in the bye, and I needed to get rid of someone. He, he's going to become AFB, and I'm going to get rid of him. Um, I had Liam Martin, who was a big brainy choice for the bye round. Um, in round 13, and he gets picked for Origin, but I don't want to carry him to the end. He's going to go back to his bench role, and most likely. And, um, you know, he's made some money. Um, and I don't know if I'll get rid of him straight away. He's going to play limited minutes in Origin, so you think he might even get some starting, you know, starting games after Origin, and he might back up. But uh, he won't be a priority sell ahead of Barnett and RCG for me. Um... Laurie could be no foe now, you know, I just don't know, I think he might have nudged ahead just being a fullback, and this, the, you know, he's involved in everything, and whereas Nofo can catch a cold out there, so I think Nofo's the sell instead of Laurie, I know, who would have thought you'd ever say that, <laughs> I'm going to sell Nofo Luma and keep a rookie in his rookie year, but he's a fullback, and they obviously have built their play around him, you know, and... You know, if you go and have a look at Laurie versus um, Nofo in their last three, their three round average and their five round average, Laurie's doing better. And it's just a fullback's game, you know. So, um, and I think he's on the improve. So maybe I'm just going to just take a punt and get rid of Nofo. Uh, just, you know, he's, it's 20s to 60s for Nofo, you know. It's not. Anyway, Owen's a sell, three 20s in a row for me. I'm, I'm starting to lose value. All of them to bloody AJ, you know. Burton is a sell. He, he'll become SJ for me. You know, when I've got my cells in here, I've got who they'll become, you know, and next to it because then I kind of know who I'm selling to get to them. So, you know, Burton's going to be SJ. You know, you took a Mano and lean you. I'll probably nuff out one and then get the other one up to maybe a TKO as a bonus. Is it going to be TKO? Well, that means I'm going to think it'd be my 10th instead of CHN, you know, TKO and AFB. So I'll be running a TPJ, I'll be doing all abbreviations in my front row. TKO, AFB, and TPJ. <laughs> They're going to be my front row. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you finish the year with a Papali'i. I don't know if it's Hass either. You know? <laughs> I think you can get as much off. I mean, AFB is a weapon. And there's a pod. He'll probably be a pod. And Takiyaho, you know, he'll get your 50s and that. And I probably won't play him every week, but... He'll be a good third to have on the bench. A front row of TPJ, uh, Takiyaho, and um, AFB. I mean, I've got a bit of injury and suspension concerns in there in the front, but, you know, that could be who I run home with, you know, plausibly. Uh, Bloor's a sell. I might probably... Oh, see, because I've got... I'm going to go up too much in here, aren't I? Because I was thinking of using the money, you know, via jewels to get in um, Suwali. You know, so Suwali, because his price is good, and he's, you know, he's. I think he's got a negative break even. Um, you know, maybe he Suwali is. Maybe I don't go to boom. Maybe I go Suwali first. I don't know. 
It could be it could be Suwali instead of Tupu. We'll see. But he he's definitely a sell um blow. I mean he's an absolute emergency, an AE nightmare. So he's got to be a priority on my trade outs because I can't loop while I've got him in the friggin' team. Or Simonson, who's on the list, and so is Lenu. They're just AE nightmares, and you've got to get rid of them. The Barnett value and the Martin and the RCG value, you know, no Faluma money, that allows you to bring in a better player, like for like. But in that, you've got to, you've got to get rid of these three mugs, you know? You took Amano, you know, Bloor, Lenu, Simonson. They're going to be AE nightmares. You've got to get rid of them. Anyway, what's the numbers for, for both buyers? If you had 12 in this round, you know, are you going to go in with 10? I mean, if you're a head-to-head player, of course, you don't give a rat's ass. But uh, if you went in with 12 or 13 this round, you know, you're going to want 12, you know, at least 12 or 13 next round. 12, you know, because 25 is your number, I think. But like I said, unless you unless you're a genius and you do like these bloody dufty picks, you could probably get away with eight, you know. But I think that that looks like a solid ten for round seventeen for me. What I've just gone through in the targets there, I've actually got eleven, you know, because I got I got ten and and then I've got Fafita and Grant, you know, so. I'll have four trades left to finish the year after that, but I'll have grabbed two of my finishing home people in Grant Fafita to do that. So really six, but, you know. Anyway, you know, how many finishes are you going to be able to get in the people that you're bringing in now? You know, like people are like, oh, I'll bring in, you know, for the next round, I'll bring in blah and, and blah, blah, and I'll grab, you know, I'll grab Reese Walsh. You know, but you're going to finish the year with Reese Walsh, you know, like especially if you're down at 13 trades, you know. You can't can't bring in people that are non seventeens now. You have if you've got thirteen trades left, you know, or and you can't not be bringing in people that you're happy to finish the year with because if you've got thirteen and you're trying to get up, if you're like me, I've got four now currently, but only two really. All of my trades have to be centered around seventeen, you know. So I've got to pick in people that I'm happy to finish the year with. Has to be thought about. Um, how many trades are you going to have left from 17 onwards? You know, like, I'm, I've, I've got in here, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put a line through Tupa. I'm going to go Suwali. So, because Suwali will get games, and when he does, he might go up in price. I can play him probably, and I get the money that I need to be able to buy all these people that I want. So, I don't know. It'll be Suwali probably, because that's how I can get rid of some of these mugs in Bloor, Lenu, and Simerson. So maybe I go a cut price Tupu in Suwali because I can't afford to go Tupu. Um, you know, Nuffs. How many Nuffs do you have? Uh, you know, and how many more have you got to come? You know, some people are going to need to Nuff to obviously get rid of AE Nightmares and to um, get the cash that you need to bring in the players that you want. But, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he sort of said to me, um, I'm going in with... Uh, 13 for round uh, 13, which is okay. I've saved no trades. So he was trading two for to go into this round to get to 13. So he's got 13 trades left and he only had two people, one of them being Simonson, for, for round um, 17. So I was like, well, how many nuffs do you have, man? He had like four nuffs. Um, you know, it's you, you, you fucked it. It's you, you have, you're carrying too many nuffs now when you have to buy in other people because you've got nuffs there making no money. He's going to end up with six, eight nuffs. It's too many nuffs. I think I've got um, one nuff 
now. Um, and I will potentially go to three nuffs when the time is right. But you can't over-nuff because cash generation hasn't been a problem this year, but you are going to struggle to field the right amount of numbers in 13 and 17. And you're going to probably, when all the inevitable stuff happens in the run home, like players getting rested and everything, you're going to have to be trading to keep ahead of your nuffs because you've got too many nuffs in there. So instead of losing someone, like I lost Crichton, but I could still field, you know, a strong 17. So I just held him, you know, but you, you've got too many nuffs and then you're using other players to nuff you're nuffing them out to get the money that you need to bring other players in when a Crichton gets injured you don't have anyone to cover them you got nuffs to be able to buy Crichton or to get the Fafita you don't have anyone to cover them so you're gonna have to trade and you're gonna run out of trades just happens to everyone every year who goes out too hard so yeah I mean if you're at 13 trades now and you use like what I said the 10 or 12 if you've got 13 left and you use the 12, for instance, that I've got now, that I'm using now to get, well, actually, no, I'm using, because I've already counted Cody. I'm using 10 now to get in the people I want. I've got six spare, but you use 10, you've got three to, to use for the rest of the year. And that's assuming that you've already got some for 17, you know, so you've got to think about it and you've got to sit down and have a little, you know, and just have a little bit of a brainstorm um, and just look at that, you know, how many, how many are you going to? field in in round 17 i think actually you know we said that round 13 was the stronger of the two buyers and i think it is you know really but you know i'm starting to like the look of what my round 17 team will look like now a lot of things can happen between then you know like ramian's getting 70 for the last five weeks but he might just fucking do a hamstring a game in one more game and they'll start getting 20s you know but as it stands now with how all the players are going that are in my targets for round 17, all of my people that I want to sell, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not unhappy to lose any of the people I'm selling to get in my round 17 targets. And my round 17 targets look like they uh, add to my team. And I might be happy to take them for the rest of the run home. It's not going to hurt me to have AJ on the bench and, and non-reserve him unless he's playing like, you know, the Bulldogs or, you know, whatever. He seems like unless it's the top five or six, he's, he's he gets them, you know, and I, you know, I don't mind my team, how it looks in round 17. I've jotted it all down and I I know what my moves are going to be next. And I would encourage you, who's your targets for round 17? Who, what's their BE right now? You know, wait for lockout to be over. So see, I mean, if, if you're targeting people who already played this round, but I wouldn't imagine you are. So you could already write the people who are your targets for round 17. You know, maybe you add to them origin people like David Fafita and that. But you can write down the people who are your targets. Who, who What was their BE? Who are their next couple? Who are they playing this week, next week? You know, I know that I don't have to run on SJ. He could have a wow of a game against Penrith, maybe. But a good SJ game will be 100 and his B is 80. You know, AJ is a negative and he's got a soft matchup. So he, he's a priority. So that's what that'll do for you. It'll allow you to pick, you know, it, it, it takes the guesswork out of it. You know who you've got to get <laughs> in what order. Anyway, I just thought, you know, I wanted to cover that in strategy. Um, you know, I hope you had a really good buy round, guys. I mean, it's a tough, nervous sort of round and... You know, I think for me, it's just like, don't fall down the ladder. I mean, I love the feeling of going up the ladder. I mean, for last week with my 12.54, I went up to 4,290, went up 839 spots. 
Um, and, you know, I would like to go up another thousand if I can get up to three thousand. And then, you know, I'll just keep clawing my way up to that top one thousand. It would be great. 853, I think, is just a little bit above par. I think I set up well. I think I'm set up well with a plan for round 17 and a plan for a run home. So it doesn't look like any of the fucking updates are through. How abysmal are they? (laughs) I mean, AFL probably already unlocked again. The the, the lockout's probably over. (laughs) That's how much efficient they are. It's nothing is updated. And on a Sunday night at 7.47 p.m. when I'm recording this. Mate. Tommy, Sangster's on holidays. I mean... Mate, don't go on holidays. You know, get in there and take a take a visit to Fox Sports Lab, and we'll find a new format for scoring. It's, it's a shocker, absolute shocker. <laughs> anyway, um, so good luck, guys. I mean, a lot of the time we go, oh, you know, I survived round thirteen, and I uh, I saw some green arrows, a couple, and you know, I'm confident for you know for the upcoming rounds and by, but then 14 can be almost more interesting than round 13, particularly 14. It can even be sometimes into 15, but you know, who's going to back up from origin, <laughs> you know, and TLTs and, you know, and, and, and post origin fallout is, is a real huge one for teams. And sometimes people can't even feel the 17 in round 14. So this could be your opportunity. If you got some green arrows this week, to maybe get some green arrows next week as well and then set up for 17 where you make more arrows. There's going to be opportunities in these coming weeks for the to get catch points on the max traders, the nuff holders, and the poor planners. So, you know, I hope that for you astute coaches out there that you're thinking about all these things and hopefully you, you don't wear any red arrows this week in the buy round and hopefully, you know, you don't you know, get caught out in round 14. But, uh I'm happy with how our week's gone and, you know, um, have a good week, guys. And I'll talk to you again next week. La, la, la. It's the bye round and Ada's got 8.53. I would have liked a thousand, but 8.53 will do. I'll see green arrows. Maybe I should have captained Galtharino. But I didn't. Cheers, guys. Bye.